Yo. What up? Welcome to the home podcast. And as DJ Khaled says, another one. Pretty much nailed that. But, uh, yeah, I don't have much to talk about until before the sermon. Um, I'm tired, tell you that much. Very tired guy right now. Um, but we're still doing Saturday nights. Um, six to nine. Come check it, check it out. Come check it out. And, uh, yeah, we're still at the Mole Queen's house, Blake's house, 2569 South, uh, I always mispronounce this, Quintero, 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 one of those, 2569 South Quintero Way, Aurora, 80013, 6 to 9, every Saturday night, come check it out, um, and... I'm really close to catching up to um, catching up to where we're at on Saturdays. So this was, I don't know, a little bit ago. Not last Saturday, but one before that. Okay? So this message is titled, If You Can. And if you pay attention to our Facebook or Instagram page, you would know. That it's called that. If you can. Dot, dot, dot. Okay? And uh, we could kind of call this a faith message or a how to praise message or whatever you want to. Whatever the Lord wants to speak to you in this. Okay? I'm putting chapstick on, so hold on. Nice. Chapstick applied. All right, let's talk about Jesus. So it's called If You Can, and uh, if you're able, it's going to be in Mark 9 and verses 14 through 29. And I'm going to do this in a kind of a different way than I usually do, and I'm not going to read it all the way through. I'm going to kind of preach this verse by verse or chunk by chunk or however, uh, however this comes. Okay, so in Mark 9, uh, verse 14 through 29 is all about Jesus casting a a demon or an unclean spirit uh, out of a person. And in this case, it was a boy. Um, So let's start. I'm going to read 14 through 18. And it reads, And when they came to the disciples, they saw a great crowd around them and scribes arguing with them. And immediately all the crowd, when they saw him, Jesus, were greatly amazed and ran up to him and greeted him. And he asked them, what are you guys arguing about? And someone from the crowd answered, teacher, I brought my son to you, for he has a spirit that makes him mute. And and whenever it seizes him, it throws him down and he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast it out, and they were not able. So, uh, my first question is, why couldn't the disciples do it? I mean, it wasn't their first rodeo. They've been doing this for a long time. 
um, and this isn't their first time. Um, uh, they were just doing left and right all the time, healing, casting out demons all the time. And my cat is being a freaking nut right now. Go away. So it wasn't their first time. In Mark 6, uh, verse 13, it reads, And they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and healed them. So why not this time? What was different? Um, And, I mean, here's what I think. Uh, This is my opinion um, from the study that I've been doing or that I did over this message. Um, I think it was because they were struggling with their faith, and I'll tell you why. In Mark 8, 31 through 38, I'm not going to read it to you. Um, You can read it on your own time. I love when pastors say that. Hey, I'm not going to tell you what it's about, but you can read it on your own time. Eh, Okay. Well, I'm not going to read it on a, you can read it on your own time. Um, but in those in those seven verses, um, Jesus foretells his death and resurrection for the first time to um, the disciples. So um, up to this point, they really, they're like, wow, this guy's legit. And yeah, he, he could be the son of God. But now he's foretelling his death and resurrection. Um, so maybe their faith was wavering a little bit. It was like, whoa, really? Uh, usually people just die, you know? Uh, and Jesus is saying, hey, I'm going to die, and then I'm going to not die, which is pretty sweet. But maybe their faith was wa- wavering. And um, kind of my first point to, uh, in this is uh, healing begins with God's will and is carried out with faith. And I, str- I think they were struggling with their faith in Jesus, and that's why they couldn't do it. Um, let me ask you a question. Does that happen to you? You start questioning and, and doubting things, um, and things get ugly, and we struggle and, and struggle, and our faith kind of wavers. Does that ever happen to you? It happens to me all the time. And I think uh, you're a little crazy if your faith doesn't waver, or you're just perfect, frankly which yippee love to meet you um all right let's continue on verse 19 my cat is freaking insane right now she's trying to ruin this i'm convinced that she has an unclean spirit freaking nut job cat hey go away all right verse 19 don't be distracted by this cat dang cat verse 19 And Jesus answered them and said, O faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. So that's kind of harsh, right? Jesus is like, you unbelieving generation? It's like, dang. You're supposed to be nice, Jesus, aren't you? You're supposed to be kind and, and sweet. This was pretty blunt and... I don't know. I would, I'm not going to say rude, but maybe. Um, but I guess what we can take from this is Jesus isn't a genie in a bottle. We don't just rub the bottle and hope something will happen. Uh, he's not a magician. He's not an illusion or a coincidence. Um, he just has faith, and that's pretty cool. My cat is literally biting me. This is so annoying. Ow! Verse 20. 
and they brought the boy to him. They brought the boy to Jesus, and when the spirit saw him, immediately it convulsed the boy, and he fell to the ground and rolled about foaming at the mouth. Whoa. Whoa, right? That's big. So we, we see this boy look at Jesus, and the unclean spirit in him throws him to the ground and begins rolling around and foaming at the mouth. And then in verse 21, it reads, And Jesus asked the father, How long has this been happening to him? And the father said, uh, It's been happening since childhood. Which is really hilarious to me. So, <laughs> bear with me. This, the demon sees Jesus with the boy's eyes, yes? Okay, that's what happens. A demon possesses someone and they kind of take over their body. This boy looks at Jesus and the unclean spirit, the demon in him, throws him to the ground and begins rolling around and foaming at the mouth. Then Jesus looks at the father of this boy who's rolling around on the ground under torment and says, Hey man, how long has this been happening? What? Doesn't even phase him? It's hilarious. And the father just says, oh, it's since childhood. And then continue, then the father continues to say in verse 22. Uh, yeah, verse 22, it reads, and it has often, uh, the father says, he said uh, from childhood. And it says, often cast him, and it has often, often, oh my gosh. And it has often cast him into fire and into water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. How many of us take the stance of if you can, just like this father did? You know, if you can, God, help me out, man. I'm drowning here and uh, I've got this problem going on in my life. Yeah, maybe you're not demon possessed, but yeah, maybe you're in a situation or a uh, season or a circumstance where you're like, ah, oh, man, if you can get me out of this, that'd be great. Um, and do we ever pray like that? If you can, if you can help me through this test, this sickness, depression, addiction, whatever it is, but only if you can, Jesus. That's crazy, right? And so often we pray like that, right? If you can, we take that stance of, if you can, like so passive, <laughs> <laughs> and it's almost like a challenge, you know? I don't think, uh, and, and, and like, there, I, I know a guy, uh, a buddy of mine who loves if you can statements because it's like a challenge for him. And he's like, oh, definitely can, and I'll do it, even if it is, like, impossible. He's going to go after it with all he got because he doesn't want to be wrong and he doesn't want to be proven wrong. You know anybody like that? If you can... If you can, Jesus, it's like almost a test. It's terrible. Now, verse 23, and Jesus said to him, if you can, and there is an explanation, exclamation mark after that. If you can, all things are possible for one who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, help my unbelief. All things are possible to him who believes. 
That's pretty sweet. That's pretty awesome, right? So it, it's a cool, it's cool what we see this father go through, and um, I can resonate with the father a lot in this. Not because I have a boy who has an unclean spirit, but because I take a stance of if you can so often, Jesus, if you can do this. And what's amazing in this story, and you'll see as we continue on, when he changes, if you can, to I believe, cool things really happen. Then in the story, it continues on, and then Jesus says to the demon, you deaf and mute spirit, I command you, come out of him and do not enter again. So look at that authority that Jesus prays with. Okay, uh, we understand how we can relate this to our lives. Yes, um, don't pray if you can and be a pansy, correct? Okay, that's not a good stance. Um, so look at the way Jesus does this. Look at the authority Jesus prays and commands in. There's no gray area in that. Um, it, it's almost like, hey, I'm, I'm here, uh, time for you to go kind of thing. Uh, unclean, so get out of here. Um, and then guess what? After this all happens, Jesus reaches out his hand because the boy is still on, uh, was on the ground. Then Jesus prays with that authority. Hey, you deaf and mute spirit, I command you come out of him and do not enter again. That's verse 25. And then he's still on the ground and Jesus reaches out his hand and the boy stands up which is fantastic, right? Uh, he was like that from childhood? From childhood? I, I don't know what that technically means. Um, maybe birth? Uh, the day one on earth? Um, I don't know. But that's amazing. The, the, father, the father almost made something happen. He took the if you can attitude to I believe, help my unbelief, and then boom, since childhood something is gone and shattered. That's crazy. How many of us have been struggling with something since childhood? <laughs> or, or a long period of time that we just cannot shake uh, no matter what we do? What if we just increased our faith? Increased our, increased our faith, used our faith more so that the Lord would pour out more faith to us and give us another measure of faith, like it says, um, like, like we talked about a couple weeks ago in Mark. Uh, I think it was Mark 6, something like that. I don't remember. The let's be honest message. Listen to that one again. You'll understand. Um, so after all this happens, they, they walk away and... Um, the disciples pull Jesus aside and say, why could we not cast it out of him? Why couldn't we do it? And in verse 29, Jesus responds and says, that kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. This kind cannot come out by anything but prayer. The bottom line is, there is no substitute for prayer especially in impossible, quote-unquote, impossible situations. There is no substitute. 
Uh, and maybe we could journey to say that the father was like, oh, I never pray or something like that. Um, I'm not going to really take it there. What I will take it to is the if you can attitude that he had um, in this entire story until Jesus was like, what do you mean I'm Jesus kind of thing? I, I'm here. I, I Look at look at who I am. Um, so I think there's no substitute for prayer, period. Pretty cool, right? So it got me thinking, if we change our if you can attitude to I believe, how do we pray? How do we go after things? How do we how do we conquer these these I don't know these tough things in our life that we face day to day and week to week and year to year and I don't know we watch people struggle and all these things but so I made kind of a I don't know a three all right, it's three points nice three things that prayer takes. And I think the first one that we can take from this story is prayer takes some attitude. Okay, it takes a little bit of sass. Uh, it doesn't take passivity, you know. It's Jesus was very upfront in this prayer. And it was a quick prayer, you know. And in an instant, ta-da, all, all of a sudden gone. Sorry for my sniffling. Prayer takes attitude. Jesus, uh, Jesus literally prayed directly um, and commanded the the spirit straight out of him said you deaf and mute spirit I command you come out of him and do not enter again there's a lot of boldness in that there's not like the, okay let me put it this way the demon wasn't confused the unclean spirit wasn't confused he was like oh okay I have to listen to Jesus because uh, he's God um, so not really confused you know the demon wasn't thinking like oh i wonder what he means by that by come out of him and do not enter again i mean so often some <laughs> some prayers i hear are just like uh so i don't know trying to be like poetic like oh you just need to jump over this hedge and go, go jump jump over this uh cliff and and Take a next step of faith and, uh, uh, what? Just say it, you know? It, it, it was, <laughs> it's so simple. Jesus mapped it out so simple in this story of just, you deaf and mute spirit, I command you, that's just ballsy, right? Come out of him and do not enter again. There's no confusion, yes? Okay, the second thing that I think prayer takes is obviously, complete dependence on God. Duh, right? Uh, it would be a bad message if I didn't say that, and it's true, okay? So complete dependence on God. There is a lot of faith in Jesus' prayer, okay? Granted, he is God, yes, but he had a lot of faith at the same time. And the Father also partnered with him in the faith. And I think a big thing that we can uh, we can take away from this um, this second one of complete dependence on God is what if we were to pray in expectation of it actually happening, happening, not just like hoping and not like uh, throwing a dove into the sky with a letter and hoping that your letter gets to that person that you wrote it to. Um, 
more of just like, hey, God wants to do this. Our, our God is a God of fullness, and he's not a God who just like loves to pe- watch people suffer. Especially, he, I mean, this boy, he was foaming at the mouth and being thrown into fire. What? Trying to light himself on fire and drown himself in water? Uh, you think our God likes to see that? I'll answer it for you, since you can't reply to me. Uh, no, he does not like to see that. Our God is a God of fullness, and he wants to see us made full of what we're supposed to be doing, you know? It would be really lame if heaven was the was a place that we got because we were good Christians, and we did, we did the will of the Father, but there was still sickness there. <laughs> Man, uh, that would be really lame. That would be a terrible heaven. So obviously our God is in the business of restoration and redemption in our lives. So praying in expectation and almost a knowing that the Lord and heaven is partnering with us in our prayer, that, I don't know, that's big faith, right? That's that's praying in expectation of it happening, not hoping it's going to happen. That I hope that makes sense. If it doesn't, Sorry, I don't know what to tell you. You could write me on Instagram or Facebook. Okay? And I think the third thing um, that prayer takes is action. Duh, right? Actually doing it. Because, and I asked this in the, a couple Saturdays ago of like, how many times... Have you tried to be the comforting person on Facebook? Okay, let me map out the scenario. Somebody puts up a status. Um, They're struggling because somebody just was admitted into the ER. And you're like, oh no, that's terrible. Which it is. I'm not making light of that. Uh, It is terrible. But how many times have you been the person um, who's either said one of these, I don't know, uh, three things? I think I can come up with three right now. Uh, First one is... Sending good thoughts. <laughs> I love when people say that. Sending good thoughts. Uh, what? Okay. Um, or <laughs> or uh, um, sending positive energy. Oh my gosh, this is so funny to me. <laughs> sending positive energy to you, whatever that means. I don't know what that means. Uh, but people say it on those kind of posts. Or if you're sp- a super spiritual Christian, you say praying, right? And I asked uh, I asked everybody on Saturday if they'd raise their hand if they were ever guilty of writing one of those three things and actually uh, not doing either three of the things. You know, so often, uh, it, uh, and I... I've been guilty of this, okay? I've been guilty of this, of seeing that status or having somebody come up to me and saying, hey, this is going on in my life. Oh, and I say, hey, I'll be praying for you. You know, because that's a nice thing to say. You know what's even nicer to do? Is actually doing it, you know? I've been guilty so many times of, of not actually doing it, where it's just a nice thing to say in the moment because I don't know what else to say. 
Uh, yeah, I'll be completely honest. So prayer takes action. It actually takes doing and, and actually going after that thing that is going on in your life. And I think sometimes we feel guilty. We feel guilty um, praying for ourselves. You know, if we have something physical going on in our body that is, uh, or a physical ailment or a mental ailment, um, sometimes we feel, uh, we feel like guilty for praying for ourselves. And that's, I don't think that's true. We should always just be praying, praying for ourselves and prayer takes action. And uh, it takes, I don't know, it takes a commitment also. Um, so there's, there's this acronym that's always stuck through, stuck with me that um, uh, an old pastor showed me. His name was Ron Brennan. He's a stud, great guy. Um, he, he showed us this acronym. I don't know if he came up with it or not, but I like to think that he did. But it's PUSH. And it is pray until something happens. And that's always stuck with me because sometimes we just say these, I don't know, one prayers. And just like, oh, cool. It's God's will to make everything better again. You know, maybe he wants our partnership. You know, maybe Jesus asked the right question to that father in this story. Um where Jesus knew that he was going to get to the point of saying, I believe, help my unbelief. And he needed partnership with us. Um, to, uh, you know, okay, let me, let me say it this way. If you were actually to care so much about something, how much time do you spend thinking on it, first of all? And, ah, no, 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 I'm saying it wrong. Completely scratch that. I wish I could edit this so I could just remove that. Um, how do I want to say this? This isn't in my notes. That's why I'm kind of fiddling through it. Um, what if our um, frequency of, uh, of going after something, of looking for healing in something, or release from something... What if our frequency was uh, so high that it showed God that we actually did care about it? Sometimes we just pray once and like, oh, of course God's going to do it. What if he wants to see how much we actually care about that thing? That makes sense? Show God that we care and partner with heaven over and over and over and over and over again until something happens. Not just once and then hoping. That's more of a hope stance instead of just an excitement stance of, I know God's going to do this. I know God's going to do this. That's pretty cool. I, I, I really like that. I hope that made sense because it makes sense in my brain and I hope I communicated it okay and well enough for you to understand it. Show God that you care by praying over and over and over again, praying until something happens instead of just praying once for something and then being like, ah, bummer, guess I was wrong. I guess it wasn't God's will because that's like a cop-out. Commit to something, you know? 
if if I were to only hang out with uh, my friends um, once a month, would that show that I care about them? Not at all. If I was to hang out with them constantly and uh, and I don't know share life with them, it would show that I care about them. Same thing with our prayers. If we just show up once a month and and pray over a, a quote unquote need that we have, and that's it, and we don't revisit it ever, then it's just like oh you don't really care. But if we were to do this, uh, I don't know. Let's start. Let's start. <laughs> let's start with one once a week. If we go after this once a week, that one thing that's on your heart, we go after it once a week. And partner with heaven once a week. Uh, that shows that we have a little more faith in it instead of just hoping. Or if we did it daily, and praying an expectation daily, ah, that's I like that a lot more. That makes sense. I know you can't reply to me, but I hope it does. So uh, the bottom line, guys is when we turn our if you can attitude into I believe really cool things happen just like in this story the father was if you can if you can if you can probably since childhood for this boy um, he was just saying if you can and he changed to I believe cool things happen this guy was this boy was released and I guarantee the demons never came back you know why because Jesus prayed with or commanded and prayed with attitude do not enter again do not come back kind of thing and and at the end of the day there's a supernatural battle happening over you personally constantly there's angels fighting demons constantly for you and guess what both of them want you and obviously we want good. <laughs> we want the angel side. We want the angels to win and not evil. But this is cool. Prayer contends and fights off evil instantly. Uh, kind of the way I envision it, and I, I could be way off, but this is the way I like to envision my prayer life, is almost there's a boxing match. And there's two sides of this. Uh, there's there's two in the match. Obviously, there's angel and there's demons. And I want to be on the side of the angel, rooting them on. For I, I don't know, kind of for my sake and for for my prayers, you know, because that's what prayers do. We want the angel to win over and over again. And with our um, pursuit of prayer and consistency of prayer. It is, it is pushing back on the enemy more and more. And that's pretty sweet. That's a cool little picture that you can get uh, that I can wrap my head around of this boxing match constantly over you. And if you focus on, I believe, more and more and more in your life, then uh, things are going to start happening. Breakthrough is going to start happening. Release is going to start happening. Because when you partner with heaven, heaven actually starts coming to earth more and more. It's not just a cool little prayer that we say um, every once in a while in church of um, on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, it should be a constant thing over and over and over again. So I guess I'll close it with this. And this is actually one of the longer ones that I've recorded.
because I love this topic. I love I love the topic of prayer because um, I don't do it enough and we don't do it enough. Um, so I love talking about it because it's always challenging for me. And even the second time preaching, it's been challenging for me. So um, do me a favor. And uh, if you need prayer, um, if you want partnership with prayer and with the with the um, leadership team uh, coming on your side with prayer, um, please just email us or or find us on Facebook and uh, and message us on there or whatever it takes. Uh, I guess the kids say DM DM me. I don't know direct message. I think is what it stands for. You can direct message us on Instagram or Facebook, or you can email us at info at thehomelyfe.org. And uh, we'd love to pray for you and, and uh, yeah, serve our kind of online community, whatever, whatever it even is. I don't know who's even listening, um, which is kind of cool because it's not really going to stop us. So if you need prayer and you need contention um, for your life, um, yeah, let us know. We'd love to partner with you. Um, we will not post it on social media unless you want us to. Uh, I definitely love to use our platform to get more prayers for you. Um, so yeah, healing begins with God's will and is carried out with faith. And Jesus isn't a genie. Uh, he just likes restoring, frankly. Um, and prayer takes attitude, dependence on God, and action. Praying and expectation. That's, ah, if I could just hit that into your ears so it will never leave, is praying and expectation instead of hope. Um, just hope, you know? So I guess that's I guess that's it for this one. Cool? Thanks for listening, if you are listening. Um, yeah, come check us out on Saturday. And subscribe and like and follow us on instagram and facebook and if you haven't in a while go check out our website um that not much has changed but it's always cool to um see that you guys are looking at it and getting excited with us too and if you want if and i hate plugging for cash um but if you do want to give to this ministry uh just go to our website and click that donate tab um yeah, we're we're very close to being able to um, really look at buying a, a house. Um, we're almost to the point where we've got a very solid down payment that we feel comfortable with, and we're we really want to start that process of getting this getting this show on the road, getting this house moving and cranking. So if you feel compelled to give to us, that would be awesome. But if not, that's fine too. Uh, doesn't really matter. I'm never going to shove it down your throat where oh you you consumer i stop i'm not going to do that so if you feel compelled to give to us that'd be awesome uh, we would love your partnership with us in this ministry cool come check us out on a saturday other than that keep it real and yeah that's all i've got bye <laughs>